fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. And it is episode 73, and today is Wonderful Friday. You gotta be excited about Friday. Who isn't? This weekend should be a lot of fun. I'm very excited to be back in the great state of Ohio and hanging out with some of the best friends in the whole world that I can tell you. And I get to see my family and many other great things in our community in Ohio. It's just wonderful. So uh, pray for uh, my safe travels back home. I should be home uh, by the time you listen to this podcast. But if I'm not... Send those prayers because it's a long, long journey from uh, Fort Myers Beach to Defiance, Ohio, that I can tell you. But I'm used to this, and I can tell you, the great thing about long car rides is you have music, you have the podcasts, you have telephone calls, and so much more. And then also, too, you have a lot of time with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I get to talk with him a long time. We have plenty of time together right there to talk. So uh, it's also wonderful to have those you know, long trips and whatnot and get to clear your head a little bit. So anyway, today we have a couple things to talk about. We're going to try to extend the show a little bit. We're going to try. Uh, I, I hope I can be long-winded. If not, uh, it's better just to get all this stuff packed in here for you guys at a short period of time. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get into what we're going to be talking about today. The first thing is going to be voter ID. Second thing's going to be the Brazil elections. Brazilian elections is wonderful. Not really wonderful, but wonderful to talk about. The UN overwhelmingly rejects Russia's call for the UN probe of its unfolded claim of Ukraine and its U.S. biological weapons activity. Number four, the death penalty. We're going to be talking about that. It's going to be a great discussion. And then last but not least, the most important thing on the show the verse of the day. So good to get your content and your whiff of the verse of the day. It's always good to seek and get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. It'll help better your days to come. I can tell you, just get to know him, live for him, and you won't have anything to worry about that, I can tell you. But all right, we have a clip from NBC, fake news. And uh, let me just play the clip here. And it's about voter ID. Let me play the clip and then we'll get into it, okay? Here we go. Play clip, please. Community. NBC Out reporter Joe Yurkeba joins us now with more on this. Joe, good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws? Sure, yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by and the gender no marker kidding. that reflects how they present. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, and, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the South and Midwest. So you're, you know, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Kansas. So voters there are going to be. So isn't this insane, ladies and gentlemen, insane? They are trying to talk about voter ID and voter ID laws. And the reason why it's a bad thing is because of people being transgender. Because they don't go by the same name they were born with, obviously. 
uh, I had the transgender on my show. His name was Robert by lot or uh, legally, and he switched to Bobby. Uh, you have that, and then you have them not looking the same and going by different uh, genders, so obviously their picture may look different. But anyway, he claims that you can get your ID switched, right? So why is it that big of a deal if these transgender people can get their IDs switched? That I don't understand. And for the people in the state of Ohio that don't understand this, yes, we have voter ID. It's very important that we have voter ID, but we also have four other ways, I believe, or five other ways that you can vote on the ballot box. So it just doesn't need, you don't just need voter ID. And that's what we honestly need. We need to be talking about voter ID, ladies and gentlemen. We might even be talking about a thumbprint scan. I know that's kind of maybe like communist China. But a thumbprint scan, you you cannot cheat with a thumbprint scan. Everybody has a different thumbprint scan, fingerprint scan, whatever you want to call it, right? And that's something that you could go in there, show your ID, give your thumbprint, boom, it all, you know, because the technology is there to do that, ladies and gentlemen. We all know that. But you do the thumbprint scan, and it matches up, et cetera. We're good. And it makes you wonder, uh, why, haven't, why haven't the people in our elections uh, done this? Like Franklin Rhodes, for instance, right? This is very simple. We should make sure that everybody has the right to vote, right? Everyone. No matter where they stand, on what side of the aisle, et cetera. So what I have come to find out with this whole voter ID stuff and this, and the whole elections in general. And I'm glad we get to jump into, uh, uh, it's not, I don't believe it's a, Oh yes. It's this, it's the next segment, the Brazil election. So, um, it, it's so important that young people like myself and older people like, you know, like, like yourself, if you're older, we get together and figure out why our elections are so compromised. Okay. And I'm not just talking Americans elections because first off, if Americans' elections are compromised, then the whole world's probably most likely compromised because we all know that America, I mean, America, it's the superior, it's the superpower of the, na- of, the, of the world. I mean, we have a government, we have an army, a military, that could wipe out anyone on the face of this earth. No matter what commander in chief you have in that office, that I can tell you. We have so much technology and so much uh, resources that no one can fight with us. So you have to look at the aspect of why we're letting it happen, why it's happening. Why do we even come up to the conclusion or come to the point where we're talking about voter ID on a different level? Because remember first it was, well, we want voter ID so illegal aliens, or we don't want voter ID so illegal aliens can vote. Well, that's honestly not a very popular opinion, if some of you didn't know that. There's not a lot of Democrats that want illegals to vote. That's only your radical globalist and some Republicans, right? So now we have to switch it. Now we have to switch it. Now we have to switch somewhere to push this uh, not, having, not allowing voter ID in their elections. So we bring up the transgender issue because of all of the uh, you know nonsense with transgenders and whatnot. I mean, you see you see it every day. You see how people are changing their gender, accepting this and getting involved in this and thinking, oh, this is such an, a courageous thing. They're doing uh, they're doing something very brave or, or whatnot. And for people like me, that's hard to dive into. That's hard to believe because I don't see anything brave about you chopping your penis off. 
I don't see anything brave about you dressing like a woman, trying to act like a woman. Woman, women in general, are probably one of the most beautiful thing creatures in the world. I know they are the most beautiful. The, they are the most beautiful creature in this world. They do so much. They have they have different things that men like us don't have. Uh, when I say that, I'm talking about you know the heart, the caring, the caring, the caring about people. Uh, just being the mother in general, right? There's things that dad can't be mis. You know, dads dads are not good moms. Dads are dads. <laughs> I'm try, I'm not trying to confuse anybody here, but it, it's kind of hard when you have people actually confusing me when they say they're a man and they're dressing like a woman. But my whole point is here, it is a disgrace to women when a man thinks that he can be a woman. Because I believe there's a lot of stuff that comes with being a woman. And that's, you have to back that up, right? You cannot, uh, yeah, you have to back that stuff up. And I can tell you that transgender men or transgender women, whatever you want to call them, they don't back that up. They don't back it up at all. Because what do they do? Well, I can tell you one thing that they do. They, they compete in the sports of the opposite gender. And what does that do? That basically just guarantees them a win and then also maybe even guarantee them a chance to be in the history books where they're breaking records. So we have to realize that no matter what happens in our country, uh, no matter what issue is going on, the Democrats, the globalists, the people that are running this world as Satanists are going to do whatever they can to push these radical, radical agendas. And what we have to do is stand up and stop and call it out. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no way that NBC should be talking about voter ID and transgenders. It just doesn't need to be in the same sentence. If you're choosing to be a transgender, if you're choosing to change your sex, if you're cha choosing to go through all of this, then should we? Should, are they even capable to vote? Right? Are you guys? Are they? Are they capable to cast a ballot? Are they capable to drive? People are normalizing this transgender stuff so much, and it makes you sick. Because they're not just doing it to the adults, right? They're doing it to the kids. And the kids are starting to basically sponge all of this information up. And it's making them want to do the same. And for us as a conservatives, we have to stand up and stop that. If you're not willing to call out how radical this is, if you're not willing to call out how demonic and satanic this is, then what the hell are you doing here? What are you doing in this country, in this field, in this realm? We have to start calling out this nonsense because it's pure nonsense. And if you're a teacher, if you're going into the, uh, you know, education, you need to stand up and call this stuff out. You cannot be allowing this to be taught in your classroom. You have to be going to the school board meetings and maybe you have to quit your job and find a new school, find a new school district. But you cannot put up with this on any circumstance. And then we can't put up with it when they start to try to push voter or voter integrity, voter safety, and all of that stuff to basically get the point across that they want. They want to push their transgender ideology. They want to push 
their election security ideology. And we all know it's not election security. The only type of security it is, is, the, is security for the globalist that, to, to make sure that they win their elections and that their people are selected. That's the only security they care about, ladies and gentlemen. They don't care about your security, your sanctity, the right to vote. They don't. They want that thrown out the window. They've probably had that. Excuse me. They have probably had that thrown out the window for years. But the thing is, we're just now allow or just now noticing it. We are just now noticing that our elections are compromised, that our elections are stolen. Again, not just here in America, but probably throughout the whole world, throughout the whole world. So. As we move on to our next segment here, there's something that I said in the last show that I was wrong, wrong, and I called it a sheep. I called it a sheep's head, I believe. And uh, the reason I called it a sheep's head is because I couldn't find the proper name for it. But uh, um, remember when we were talking about Elon Musk's uh, Halloween costume? Everybody's like, what the hell is this guy doing? What kind of character is he? Because that's what I'm saying. What the hell? Like, this guy is is weird. Now, there are some people that I was talking to, and they're like, well, he's just trolling them, right? He just bought Twitter. Symbolism will be their downfall. He's trolling them, etc. If he's trolling them, he might be one of the ultimate trolls. But the things about I've heard about Elon Musk, the things I've heard him say, the, the things I see him do, especially with Twitter, right? He's putting liberal people on the board. He's putting people that are fighting the election security or election, uh, you know, integrity, election misinformation is the same pe- person who tweeted out on Twitter that all Trump supporters are Nazis. So where are we going to get anywhere with this, people? Uh, we're probably not. We're probably not. But anyway, what the hell was Elon Musk wearing? And I couldn't figure out the name. I had to go back and backtrack. And I knew I was going to bring it up on the show the next time to correct myself. But it's a baphomet. Okay. You know what that is? Look it up. And if you don't know what Elon Musk was wearing, please look it up. It's on his Twitter page. Just look up uh, Elon Musk's satanic Halloween costume. It will definitely come up. I'd suggest you to use Brave or DuckDuckGo because you know know the thing. (laughs) But that's just where I'm going with that. So I wanted to bring that up. It's a baphomet. Basically Moloch. Basically the devil. You know, all of that stuff. Satanic stuff. Upside down cross, etc. So please look into that. Study that. Research it. And figure out what the hell is he doing. Okay. And then, and then figure out whether you totally trust Elon Musk. Because there's some things he's saying out there that you're like, damn, I take that full proof. You know, I take that all in. Because I believe what he's saying. Is he just saying it? Right? Is he just saying it or does he mean it? We need to figure out what he means and what he doesn't mean and what he's trying to manipulate us with and what he's trying not to. But uh, uh, I think it's important to, to, to correct myself with that. So that's where I'm at with that. But anyway, let's move on to the next segment. That's the second segment. And this is the segment about the Brazilian elections happening right now. All right, excuse me. They haven't happened right now. But they're, it's over. What is some crazy stuff that has taken place, ladies and gentlemen? Some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Conservative, they call him far right wing. Jer Belasso, the Brazilian names got me a little bit. And then he's going up against a globalist, you know, Democrat 
and I believe his name is Lula. And he has a much bigger name. I'm not even going to go to try to pronounce it. So please look that up if you want to see the real name, etc. But anyway, the Brazilian elections are compromised. <laughs> Obviously, if you've been paying any type of close, any type of attention to this, and you've seen the people out on the streets, if you've seen the army get it, uh, basically, they've sent in the troops. It is a madhouse. If people thought January 6th was mad, you have to see what's going on in Brazil. It is nuts. So anyway, <laughs> this is why I want to talk about globalism and what they're trying to do basically with our world right now as we speak. All right, so a lot of people are talking about, oh, you know, we're going to have a great midterms here in America. We're going to have a red wave, right? A red, red wave. And I can remember in 2020 when we were supposed to have a red wave, right? And just a red tsunami. But we got our ass kicked. And it wasn't good. But we didn't get our butt kicked. We got cheated on. We got cheated. And they played the polls out so well. Stuff happened during the Trump presidency that maybe kind of, you know, hindered some people to think like, oh, that's why people didn't vote for him. Anyway, the scam was in, ladies and gentlemen. The scam was in and they executed the scam. That was to steal the election from President Trump in 2020. And then also many other Congress people, right? Many of them. So, President Trump's election stolen in 2020. Right-wing, conservative, nationalist election stolen. The people in Brazil, they're not rioting in the streets, but they're protesting in the millions. It is insane to see how many people are outside right now in the streets trying to get the military to come on their side, overthrow the government, figure out what's wrong with these machines. This about sounds like what Americans were trying to do in 2020. So why I'm bringing this up is because I think people should be really, really, really scared about what's going to happen in 2022, especially what's going to happen next week. Are we going to win the elections? Are we? Did we fix any of the elections since 2020? Did we? No. We haven't done anything. We haven't done anything other than get people to run in campaign. I mean, there's small groups in the state of Ohio, Dr. Frank, many others that are going around trying to talk about getting rid of the machines, giving the power back to the people, and letting them decide but it hasn't happened yet. But this is also some disturbing stuff that I want to talk about because we all remember President Trump. He never once conceded from the 2020 election because he knew it was rigged. So he never once said that, yes, I accept the uh, results of the 2020 elections. It's over. It, it's kind of hard you know, to take that in. But let's go ahead and, and, and talk about these results because I want to show you how close these results are. The right-wing incumbent president got 49% of the vote. 58 million votes. Lula, the globalist Democrat, socialist crazy person, ended up racking up 60 million. 
So obviously very, very, very close race. Very close race, especially for Brazil. And this is what they do. They 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 figure out what what where, what where they need their votes at, you know, how much they need, and they steal it. But there's some other things that I don't understand that's going on here. Two days after losing Brazil's presidential election, President Jar Bolsonaro agreed to transition of power on Tuesday easing fears that the far-right leader would contest the results after winning for months or for warning that months that the only way he would lose is if the vote were stolen. In a two-minute speech, Mr. Barcelona thanked his supporters, encouraged protesters to be peaceful, celebrate his accomplishments, criticized the left, and said he had always followed the Constitution. Was, what was the absent was any acknowledgement that he would lose the vote or that the election had been free and fair. Instead, after Bolsonaro spoke, his chief of staff took the, took the uh, microphone and said that the government would hand over power to the incoming administration. So, there you have it. Brazil's conservatives are done fighting. Is it because they're all globalist? Is it because they really don't care about free, fair elections? I mean, this guy was so confident, right, that he said the only way he would lose is if they stole the election. That's interesting. Because if I knew that I was so confident in winning, and if I knew that there could be things like this happening in our world, which, if he hasn't seen what happened in America, then I don't know if, you know, he's been paying attention a lot. But anyway, it is crazy to think that he's not going to fight this. Or at least not fight it like President Trump is doing. At least not claim that something fishy definitely happened in this election. I mean, what's that going to do? Is that going to ruin your career? Is that going to ruin your life? I don't know. Probably, maybe. But so be it. We're talking about elections, people. We're talking about our freedom to choose who our leaders are. Therefore, we can govern ourselves. It's very important. It's very important. As a people, voting means more to them, if not as much, to the person that is running. Because remember, they have rights too. They have rights too, and they're being taken away from them as well. Unless they're all on the same, you know, big team. Because they most definitely could be. They could all be on this huge team, and they're all fighting for globalism, one world government, etc. But this is why we have to talk about this stuff. I mean, seriously, how can we still be having elections being stolen in this country or in this world? That's why multiple other countries have banned the machines. We should ban them to make sure that we have free, fair elections because if we don't, our world is, is, totally, is totally done. But let's go ahead and jump into the next segment about the UN, Russia, Ukraine. So the UN overwhelming, overwhelmingly excuse me, rejects Russia's call for a UN probe of its unfounded claim that 
of a Ukraine and U.S. biological weapon activity. So obviously you have Ukraine and people saying that Putin's going to, um, you know, detonate a dirty bomb, nuclear bomb, and, you know, they're trying to blame it on you or Russia. And this stuff is so crazy that I can't even have my, wrap my head around it. And for the people that understand it and can wrap their head around it, props to you. Okay. Props to you. But I can tell you, I've talked to people that have been on the ground in Ukraine. I've actually talked to people that have been on the ground in Ukraine and the cool thing is, this person was an ex-Special Forces. He's working for a 501c3. I'm not going to name the 501c3 because what they're doing in Ukraine was kind of secret. But I'm going to tell them, tell you what they're doing. Because this is a wonderful story. You don't know who it was. You don't know what, 50, what 501c3 they're working for. This story is incredible. Okay, so the headline really doesn't have to do anything with this story. I'm talking about the Ukraine and the dirty bomb and whatnot. The reason I'm bringing Russia and Ukraine back up is because something like this has happened. They're talking about the dirty bomb. But it's always something, right, to panic the people. It's got to be something to panic the people. I mean, midterms are coming around. We've got to keep panicking these people, get them feared up, make sure they're voting Democrats so the Republicans and the, you know, the Russia leader doesn't detonate a dirty bomb in New York City. But anyway, I'm sitting at a restaurant, having a cold drink, and a guy sitting next to me, we end up starting talking. You know, I'm the type of guy, if you're sitting next to me, I'm going to have a conversation with you. So we're talking. We're getting into my stuff. And uh, we're talking about life, talking about what's going on, et cetera. So he's ended up telling me about his 501c3 and what they're doing for Hurricane uh, Ian and roof tarping, et cetera. I've told him about what I was doing and, uh, you know, who I'm kind of helping out, working for, et cetera. And then we get into him and his 501c3 on some of the stuff that they're doing. And this stuff is crazy. See, they advertise for like uh, storm cleanup, um, mission trips, and uh, all kinds of stuff, right? Like all kinds of stuff that you would see a lot of normal 501c3s doing. But their main thing, and the thing behind the scenes that they do, is go after sex trafficking victims and sex traffickers. Yeah. Ex special forces. Okay, these are these guys are bad, you know, bad mother, you know, truckers is what I want to say. They don't mess around. So the gentleman I was talking to was out of the Navy. He was uh, very good at disarming bombs. You know all about that stuff. I thought that was awesome, right? So he's in there. But anyway, he's telling me the story. He's like, "Yeah, I just got back from Ukraine like a month and a half ago." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, dude, is it like the media tells you? No. That's exactly what he says. No, it's not. Why? I, 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 I've been so good. You know, I, I knew it. It's like I, I was happy for myself. I'm like, I hope he doesn't say no, it's a shit show. And a lot of people are dying. But anyway, he says, no, it's not even like what the media is talking about. I'm like, why are you there? What are you, what are you doing there? It's like, well, I, I can tell you, but please, you know, don't, don't really bring this up because I was following his Instagram and stuff because it's something they keep secret that they do because obviously the power at bees will shut this crap down if they end up finding out what they're doing. So they go to Ukraine and the most sought after thing in Ukraine right now, the biggest war that's going on in Ukraine right now, it's not about Russia, Ukraine. It's not. 
It's about globalism and nationalism. That's the main fight. But the, the, the most death and the most chaotic thing that is happening is, is, is sex traffickers, sick, twisted people, are going to orphanages, as we speak, orphanages, and taking the kids. So, when I heard about that, I'm like, all right. Where, where do I sign? Sign me up. Where, where, I want to come with you next trip. Like, that's how I was. But obviously, I might not have the training for that, et cetera. But anyway, there are some other stories, but I'll get back into the orphanage thing here. But there's a story I want to talk to tell you guys that it, I think is incredible. It's not really a hero, hero, heroic story. I mean, it is, but it, it's just got some more into it. So this gentleman is telling me all about what's going on. And then he's also telling me the first time they were there. They're driving. They don't have any guns. All they do is have body armor. They can't have guns because they're a 501c3. So they're riding with full body armor, four, five, middle-aged military men, American men, in uniform, going through, you know, Russia, Ukraine. So they've said... The people dropping them off, watch out for Russian checkpoints. If you stop by Russian checkpoint, be very careful. Russian checkpoints, not good. So I'm like, oh boy. I, 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 I'm very curious to hear what happens after this. So he's telling me they pull up to a Russian checkpoint. Russians talking to him, asking who they are. I think they searched him three or four times for weapons. Uh, when they asked who they are, the Americans just replied, 501c3, here's our passports. We are here to save the children at the orphanages. The Russians looked at him dead in the eye and started laughing out loud. Laughing out loud, straight in their face. Kind of a Russian thing to do, right? And it was because they didn't believe them, right? Four, five, I can't believe if it was five or four. Middle-aged military men, American, in armor, in, in Ukraine and Russia. They keep asking them. They search them one more time, search the truck, give their passports back. And they look them in the eye again and they say, go save those children. The Russians, soldiers, say that to the Americans. And they let them go. So they go to the, they go to the orphanages. They're saving kids. They got buses, busing them out, etc. There's been other times where they've been to these orphanages. And all you see is probably 10 dead adults. And the whole orphanage is gone. Or everybody at the orphanage is gone. Other than the caretakers, they're obviously deceased. And the crazy thing about this, ladies and gentlemen, the crazy thing about what's happening I'm not saying there's not any Russians out there that are doing the sex trafficking. But the neo-Nazis from Ukraine are the ones that were doing it. Per this soldier that told me. There's literally neo-Nazis in Ukraine that are going to orphanage to orphanage as we speak with our funding 
and sex trafficking children in Ukraine right now. That is basically what your taxpayer money is going to. It is a complete crap show. And for the Republicans that are sending money over there, for the Democrats that are sending money over there, what the hell is wrong with you? It makes no sense whatsoever that we're going to keep sending billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. Then especially when they're doing stuff like this. And don't tell me that our government doesn't know about these neo-Nazi Ukrainians. I know damn well they do. It only took my buddy, I think it was three weeks, to figure out what was going on in Ukraine. And remember, he has military background, special forces. He's seen it. He's been in it. He knows what's going on. And I was so thankful to talk with him. It's almost like a God thing for me to be able to talk about that on the show. But there's also one thing I want to leave the listeners with about this whole Ukraine and, and Russian nonsense. I told you that the main thing right now going over there, or going on over there, is most definitely sex trafficking. And the sad thing is, ladies and gentlemen, they're not even worried about the younger or the you know older ones. When I say older, I mean like five and up. This guy he said that they want six months to infants to up to five. That's when they want to stop. Disgusting. Absolutely pure disgusting, but that's happening right now in our world. We have to put this to a stop. We have to stop this, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot let this evil keep ruling our world. We have to stop this. And that means talking about it. Talk to your friends about it. Talk to your family about it. Figure out what you can do to call out and bring awareness to the nonsense that's going on in Ukraine. And call out your congressmen, your elected officials, and figure out what their game plan is to end this war in Ukraine. Because that's exactly what needs to happen. It needs to totally be ended, gone, bye-bye, for good. But please pray for the people in Ukraine, the innocent people, the people who just want freedom, the people who just want to live their lives. Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of people over there that want just that. Now, I also know that I don't want my money, my life spending, my life savings to go that way. But it is what it is. And it isn't, no, it isn't, it is what it is. We need to stop that. We need to stop the money going there. That I can tell you. But please play for Ukraine. And hopefully we see a lot of things that changed uh, here very soon. All right, so we're going to be talking about the death penalty. I'm here in the state of Florida for the last day. Be back Friday. I'm so excited to see everybody. But the death penalty is, is tough for me. It is. It's really tough for me to decide whether it's right or wrong. Good thing I'm not a politician. Good thing I'm not in office right now. 
Don't know if I ever will be if the machines aren't fixed. But I, I haven't made my official, official, official stance on it. But I am going to talk about something that I don't agree with. It has something to do with the death penalty. That's why we're talking about it today. So the Parkland school shooter, Nicholas Cruz, is sentenced to life in prison without parole for the massacre that killed 17 children and staff members. So Nicholas Cruz is going to live the rest of his days in a prison for the rest of his life for killing 17 children and staff members. For some reason, I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't know about you guys, but you're telling me that uh, in one life is too many. Let's not take that, you know, differently. But one life is too many. But you're telling me this guy, this sick, dementia-driven, driven, psycho, psycho killer, yeah, person, goes and kills 17 people, and he's basically going to live in jail for the rest of his life. A lot of people talk about, you know, cruel and unusual punishment, right? We shouldn't have that. So maybe the death penalty qualifies as cruel and unusual punishment. Well, I don't really believe that. Because in today's world, it can be very fast. You know, you get the stuff injected into you, the electric chair, being hung, et cetera. happens pretty fast. It's not really cruel and unusual, but I can tell you what, cru- what is cruel and unusual is walking into a school and murdering 17 children. That is cruel. That is unusual. So why aren't we holding this guy accountable? Making an example of Nicholas Cruz. Maybe we should take him to the gallows in front of everybody. So everyone can see him suffer the way multiple families are suffering right now. Multiple multiple children suffered. That school shooting, I think, happened in 2018 or 2017. If you think that those parents aren't still suffering from what happened, you're, you're kind of a shame. I mean, no one can fathom going through what those families went through. So we have to understand and realize that there's a time and a place. And what I mean by there's a time and a place is that there's a time to get serious and there's a time they they probably need to sit behind bars. And right now, when you look at things, when you look at Nicholas Cruz, when you look at what he did, should be getting the death penalty, ladies and gentlemen. He should be getting sentenced to death. But what is cruel and unusual? Cruel and unusual could be making him sit his whole entire life, the rest of his life, I believe he's not even 20 or 21 years old yet. He might be 21 now. So now he has to sit through that whole jail cell for that long? Is that cruel and unusual? Should we just cut it off now? Because it's exactly what he did to those 17 children. 
just ended their life at a day at school when they probably had plans for the weekend, when they probably had plans for whatever. Their life was changed because of some mad hatter, because of some crazy psycho, psycho killer by the name of Nicholas Cruz. There's been some more shootings lately. There's going to be more shootings lately. Ladies and gentlemen, if we don't get serious about this nonsense, if we don't get serious about law and order in this country, you're going to keep seeing that. And one day it's going to affect you. One day it's going to affect me. And I don't want that to happen. So we need to make sure our schools are protected. We need to make sure that we are sticking to our guns when we say stuff that's going to happen and that it happens. For instance, if you try to kill somebody, if you kill somebody, you will face the penalty, as you should. But also, too, I know there's a lot of things with, you know, wrong convictions and stuff like that that need sorted out, and we need to make sure that our jury, that our justice system, that our judges, that our courts are getting it all right so people are not sentenced to prison who didn't deserve it, because that's totally wrong. I mean, anybody who thinks that that's not wrong, I kind of have a bone to pick with you. So it's not cool. But hopefully we can get more info and more details. And hopefully I'll have like a podcast with somebody who's ever interested in talking about the death penalty. And uh, we can have a great discussion on that to figure out where I stand on the death penalty. Because obviously I just told you that Nicholas Cruz most definitely should be put to death for what he done in Parkland. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. So am I somebody that believes in the death penalty or not? I don't know. Because there's other situations where I'm like, I don't know. But I'm, I, I'm honestly the type of guy that an eye for an eye, right? An eye for an eye. That's kind of how I am. But anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the most important thing of the day. It's so important to bring on the verse today. If you haven't got into the word, that's okay. But do your best to get into the word because... uh. It just helps. I mean, it really does. It helps me. It helps me think. helps me make decisions for myself and my family and any advice I need to give to anybody. I ask God, what do you want me to say? What should I be thinking? And uh, multiple other people on the show do the same. And I appreciate for all the emails and wonderful things that you say. Because we do this, I think it's very important. Let's go ahead and move on to the most important verse of the day. This comes from the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 8. Nothing is as wonderful as knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. I have given up everything else and count it all as garbage. All I want is Christ. That comes from the book of Philippians, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 8 so important to get to know Jesus Christ. You should just want him, seek him, try to praise him in everything you do. Because I'm telling you, you will get rewarded. Good things are going to come in this world. We have to defeat the evil. Everybody knows that the, that the devil is the prince of this world. Everybody knows that God gave him this earth to walk on. This is his realm. We're going to cast him to hell by the time it's all done, though. Trust me. Trust me. He will burn in the lake of fire. 
but there's some stuff that needs to be finished here on earth. And we need to start getting down to business, ladies and gentlemen. We need to start doing things that are right, things that are praise God, and things that make God happy. But alrighty, it's Friday. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to bringing you more news, content, interviews, and talk shows. If you haven't already, please check out our wonderful website, redfuturadio.com. My social media is at Samuel C. McGuire. We have Facebook, Twitter, True Social, Instagram, Getter, Telegram, Frank Social, TikTok. My email is samuelcmcguire at gmail.com. God bless every single one of you. See you at the Trump rally. God bless. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. 